0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Bavarian Podcast Work Show. This is our preview episode, Der Ausblick, where we are going to cover the upcoming Champions League showdown between Bayern Munich and PSG. Uh, Let's get right at this one. Obviously, everyone is super excited about this one. It's a huge matchup between two excellent squads. The problem in this one is that both teams have several injuries and illnesses, plus a suspended player uh, that really takes some of the luster off of the available lineups for this one. So let's just take a quick look at who is in and who is out for these teams. Obviously for Bayern Munich, the big dog Robert Lewandowski is going to miss this one with a knee injury and that has come at just the most unfortunate time of the season. Uh, It's really a shame for Lewandowski. He's such a good player, someone who's dedicated his entire life to the game and molding himself into a fantastic individual player. Uh, It's it's just heartbreaking from his perspective to think he's not available for this one. But that wasn't the only bad news that Bayern Munich got of late. Uh, Today is Tuesday when I'm recording this, and earlier today we got the news that Serge Gnabry, had tested positive for COVID-19 and was not going to be available. And again, that is a crushing, crushing blow for Bayern Munich. There was some thought that Gnabry would fill in for Lewandowski up top of Bayern's formation, but obviously now that will not be happening. That onus will probably fall on Eric maxim jupo moting uh, obviously, we'll have to wait for Hansi Flick to make that official decision, but I think it's pretty safe to say that Chubo will be back at the nine spot, and Gnabry will be home in bed, nursing himself back to health. Hopefully, this is just terrible, terrible news. Bayern Munich is snake bitten at this point, um, but it is what it is, as they say, and the squad will move on. Uh, except for a couple more players who were also hurt, and that includes uh, Quarantan Taliso, Douglas Costa, and Mark Roca, who picked up an injury over the weekend. It hasn't been identified as of yet, but uh, Roca is one of those players who has not gotten a lot of run this season, has not played a lot, doesn't seem to be a player that Hansi Flick trusts. So not a huge loss from that perspective, but it does hurt the team's depth. Should anyone else get injured or ill, uh, not having Roca available um, would have been, well, not having him available uh, won't help things, but obviously he he is not a player that was probably going to be called upon anyway. As for PSG, they've had their own COVID 19 issues of their own. Uh, Marco Verratti and Alessandro Florenzi are both going to miss the game due to COVID 19. Uh, obviously, uh, that's not great news for PSG. Both players are, are very, very good and very important to what PSG does. Uh, some other players unavailable for PSG include Juan Bernat, who is out with a long term knee injury, Leandro Paredes, who is suspended due to yellow card accumulation, Levin Kurzawa, and Mauro Icardi are both doubtful for the game, but I guess that remains to be seen. Uh, whether they will dress or not. So that is the rundown of everyone who is sick or ill on the rosters. That does not include the fan bases because it seems like every day the fan bases are getting a little more information that is ma- that is making them ill as well. So uh, obviously this is not the ideal way for these two teams to match up. Uh, there's just so much talent, so many great players that you would love to see The two teams go at it at full strength, but it's just not going to happen, uh, at least not in leg one here and probably not in leg two. So, uh, you know, each of these managers is going to have to not only deal with finding the best 11 to put out there, but making sure that that 11 can communicate effectively, that there's cohesion there and that they can function well as a unit. And that's going to be a challenge for both Managers in this match, uh, I would anticipate that Hansi Flick will handle it a little bit better, just as he's been at his club longer. But we'll see what happens. And let's just transition right to that lineup and what Hansi Flick might put out there. Now, I think it's safe to say that the forwards and the forwards and midfielders will be—they'll uh, probably be intact with what we saw against RB Leipzig, which would be. Eric Maxim, Choupo-Moting, it's striker. We'll probably see a wing combination of Kingsley Coman and Roy Sane. And the midfield trio of attacking midfielder Thomas Müller with Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka. Now, that should all be the same. That was a very effective group against RB Leipzig. I can't imagine there's going to be a change there. Manuel Neuer obviously will be in between the sticks for Bayern Munich. That's never in question. <laughs> Uh, but the back line is where we have some debate. Uh, obviously, against RB Leipzig, uh, Hansi Flick needed to use Luca Hernandez at left back because Alfonso Davies was suspended due to a red card, and he needed to use Nicolas Sula at center back because Jerome Boateng was suspended due to yellow card accumulation. Now, the reports we saw this morning indicated that the final. Training group for Bayern Munich included the same back four that started against RB Leipzig, which would potentially mean that Alfonso Davies and Jerome Boateng could be on the bench to start this game. Now, is that the worst thing in the world? No. Let's be honest Hansi Flick has six very, very, very good players to use for four spots, so it's not a huge deal. There's not a significant drop off uh, among those players. In fact, you could really argue. Over the course of this season uh, that Nicholas Sula has been better than Jerome Boateng or you could say Luca Hernandez has been more consistent than Alfonso Davies now you could argue both sides of those arguments but regardless that is still six good players for four positions two of those players are going to sit about the only two that I would think are going to be in the lineup regardless are Benjamin Pavard right back and David Alba at the left center back position so Let's just take a quick look at Davies versus Hernandez at left back. Obviously, both have their own qualities. Both are fast. Davies is, is faster than Hernandez, um, and we'll get to why that might be important in this one. But Hernandez may be physically stronger and tougher. So I, I, I don't know uh, how you would rate that if you're Hansi Flick. You probably look at the opposition and what you think they're going to do and how you can effect, effectively stop that. Now, with Davies, I would probably lean more toward him in this matchup because of his excellent recovery speed. If he gets beat, he can get back and make a play. And it's not that Hernandez can't do that because he certainly can, but Davies just has that world-class speed that allows him to get back even against very fast players, which PSG has quite a few of. So... I would lean toward Davies, but I won't be shocked if Flick chooses Hernandez. I don't think you can go wrong either way. Both players, I would anticipate, would turn in a solid effort. When it comes to Boateng and Sula, though, it's very interesting because Boateng has been excellent over the course of the last two seasons under Hansi Flick. Uh, He has really rejuvenated his career. He's been a very steady presence. Uh, Positionally, he's been very good. And offensively, he's been able to get the ball down the field with some of his Boatang patented long balls and has actually been a very good contributor in that respect. Sula, on the other hand, has uh, recently flashed his dribbling skills and has been a much better passer than he was earlier in the season. It's again, I would probably lean towards Sula. I like both players, I think, are underrated speed wise. I think Sula is maybe a step faster at this point. He's younger. Obviously, both players are strong as well. Sula, again, might be a hair stronger than Boateng. Uh, at this stage, I'm comfortable with either player being out there. I like Sula for what he brings physically. Uh, Boatang, I think, might have the edge with being more consistent positionally at this point. But again, Hansi Flick will make the right call, whatever that may be, between those two players. And I'm really comfortable either way. Um, how this back line matches up against some of PSG's talent, including Kylian Mbappe, Neymar, Angel de Marea, uh, just to name three. I mean, the, the back line's going to be challenged. There is zero doubt about that. Uh, if anyone thinks this is going to be easy, you are absolutely crazy. Uh, this is going to be really a battle between how PSG's offense not only can counterattack, but maintain some possession in their own offensive end. Byron obviously is the team that will be favored to win the possession battle on this one. But if PSG can hold the ball a little longer, if they can make Byron get a little antsy, start to take chances defensively, it could work out in PSG's favor. And I think that Byron is going to need to remain patient if they start to lose that possession battle. Obviously this is where the midfield can really play a big role because Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka have done such a magnificent job of being able to dictate pace and dictate control of the game. Uh, It's been very rare that those two have been outplayed. And of course, with Thomas Muller out in front of them, uh, not only pressing the opposition, but also helping control possession, making great runs, just being overall disruptive to the opposing defenses. It really allows Bayern to do a lot of things. And I think that that midfield trio, and I know a lot of people get their backs up if you refer to Mueller as a midfielder. Obviously, you could define his role as a second striker as well. Um, you know, I, I really think that trio allows Hansi Flick to do a lot of things to keep PSG on their toes. And I think that really that's where Byron will win or lose the game. If that midfield trio can take control and if they can be effective, I think this is really going to be a game that will be hard fought, but will ultimately see Bayern walk out the victor. If the midfield struggles, which could happen against a great opponent like PSG, it's going to be very difficult for Bayern Munich to walk out of the Allianz Arena with a win. A lot of the attention won't go on Eric Maxim, Choupo Moting, and I think he's going to be asked to do very little. He's gonna be asked to do what he's good at. He's gonna have to have strong hold-up play. He's going to have to make good decisions on the ball He's going to have to be an option in the box. Uh, that's all that Hansi Flick is going to ask him to do. Obviously, he'll have defensive responsibilities and him back, but it's going to be very important for Eric Maxim, Chupo Moting, to just do what he did against RB Leipzig. As for the Wings, uh, they are going to have to be disruptive, and they're going to have to attack 1v1. They're going to have to create opportunities and suck that PSG defense in just like they were able to at times against RB Leipzig. And if they do that, it will create those lanes for Thomas Muller and Leon Goretzka and Joshua Kimmich to step into the holes and get shots on that. And I think that's exactly how we saw uh, Bayern Munich be able to penetrate that RB Leipzig. Even if you look at the go- RB Leipzig defense, even if you look at the goal, obviously it was a great run from Thomas Muller, but it was the threat of those wings and how much attention they need that opened up that space for Muller, who was able to cut back, give a pass over to Goretzka, who buried his shot. Uh, and that's that's really the blueprint for Bayern Munich to, to to not just survive against PSG, but to be able to put pressure on their defense. Uh, if if Bayern can capitalize on that, if they can be a threat on the outside and open up space on the inside for their midfielders, it could be a very, very good game for them. But Either way, I expect this game to be a, an out-and-out brawl. It's going to be a battle. I expect that both teams are going to go through a period of feeling the game out, that they're going to have trouble communicating. They're not going to be on the same page as a unit. Uh, there's just too much talent out there on the pitch, and there's not enough that has probably actively been together as an 11-person unit all season. Um, it's, it's just going to be difficult for both teams. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Bayern wins this one 2-1. I know that's probably a crazy prediction in this type of game, considering who Bayern Munich is missing. I'm just going to go down to the mental toughness and mentality, and and I'm going to say that Hansi Flick is going to to go out, put a strategy together to maximize what he has and limit what PSG has. And when it comes down to it, it's going to be won by tough players uh, who have a good mentality. And it's not a knock on PSG because I think they've got excellent players. I think they are a strong mental team as well. I don't think that they give up easily. But Bayern Munich is battle-tested. They have won every major competition that they've entered. And I think that this is a game that they can come out, show how tough they are mentally, show how tough they are physically, and really gut out into one victory. So thank you again for joining us for the Der Splink Show. Uh, If you can read all of our great coverage at Bavarian football works that we've done on this PSG tie, Uh, we've really been working hard to cover every angle of it. Also give my guy, Tommy Adams, a shout out on Twitter. He is a, he has a phenom there. He's working so hard. Uh, He's giving you guys some funny anecdotes. He's always connecting with you. I know he enjoys the interaction with our listeners and readers. So, so much. So thanks again. We appreciate it everything that you guys do in listening and supporting us, and we will see you next time, hopefully right after a Bayern Munich victory.